Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. One. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on the following websites. USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com, and also on the following streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warn Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Pod. Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the show where you find you heard us as your interaction helps. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Christian Spiritual Warfare discusses deliverance for the believer to bring peace back into your life, you can apply the Word of God to overcome anxieties and trouble. Find that deliverance in your life today. And the latest posts on warn-usa.com When Hell Comes Knocking A message for the times in which we live, preparing for what is coming, that which shall happen, today we know that hell can come, with two legs and a gun to kill you. Hell can come with plots, knives, hatred, and even an accident. And Mother of Harlots and the Beast. The Mother of Harlots who is seen riding the beast is not alone. There are many others who have enjoyed this ride as they drank from the cup which the harlot carried and poured out. Also, Age of Spiritual Warfare Classic Warren Radio Series. The Age of Spiritual Warfare Series, being about our Father's business, is a goal. A major part of that understands the spiritual warfare and the battleground. For the latest posts, go to on danaglinsmith.com. We have Perceived Truth, Loving Praise of Men. The way of the world to perceive truth is loving praise of men. They refuse to honor the praise and truth of God. Many of the chief rulers believed on Christ, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Also, prophecy, the feast, and the word of God. Biblically pure, true, historically proven. Read this and share this free ebook. Prophecy, the Beast, and the Word of God will all continue, all combine to bring you shadows of things to come. It is here that we follow and understand the mysterious biblical events which approach. And be sure to get the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can sign up for the free newsletter and also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us 
on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. This is an early morning broadcast. The others are in the evening. It's cool here today in the morning, about 70 degrees and sunny. The yard is gorgeous, the garden's doing great. But unfortunately, the nations of men, including America, are in chaos. Not a lot of chaos. Depends on where you're at. In America, we've got trouble. We've had trouble for many years. Division. And the minority wants us to believe that they're the majority. And they're wrong. You know, that's the way it is in a lot of nations. The minority rules. That's the way it is in communist China. There's more Christians in China than there are communists. But you see, when you are pacifists, you, you don't want to murder and kill people. And you don't want to defend yourself, and you don't want to start a war in your country, then you take abuse. Now, see, our forefathers weren't like that. Neither is Israel. Israel defends itself. If Israel has, hadn't fired back, hadn't stood up, she would no longer exist. There wouldn't be a Jew left on this planet. There is a God-given right to defend ourselves. And there's also a right of nations to defend themselves and protect the citizens. Unfortunately, which is the case, especially the worst place is Africa, where radical Muslims are overrunning many areas. Many, many Christians are killed there. This week on Sound the Show Far, we're creeping towards the end of Romans. Every knee and every tongue. We know that one, or at least you should. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We left off at Romans 14.10. We've been talking about judging your brother. And this comes after many important chapters. Romans is a very primary book for Pauline doctrine, for apostolic doctrine. Why do you judge your brother? Or why do you set it not your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, of course, that relates to what we were talking about last week. Verse 7 says, For none of us lives to himself, and no man dies to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, or whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. And that's true. I live by that. You see, I've always believed that life is going to end one day. That every day that I'm on this earth is by the grace of God. I don't worry about it. I just look to the Lord and trust Him through the tough times, 
through the terrible times, whatever comes. He's Lord. I didn't create myself. He created me. He gave us our family. And in the midst of the chaos, I look to the Lord, period. I don't look to Biden. I don't look to uh, all of his people. I don't hate them, but I don't agree with them. I'm not going to follow what they say to some extent because they're wicked. It's a wicked administration. And they will do wickedly. They're not going to do things that I like, so I don't worry about it. Nothing I can do about it. But in the end, verse 9, For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the living and the dead, which he is. Thus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So having said that, Paul says, but why do you judge your brother? Knowing that the Lord is in charge in life and breath and every day that you live, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you put him down or consider him as nothing? Because whether we're rich or poor, whether we're well-known or not, whether we're good-looking or ugly, whatever we are as humans, when we leave this body of death, as I call it, this clay vessel, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Therefore, why would you threaten your relationship with the Lord? Well, that's easy to answer. Many people don't care. And social media is just absolutely a dog. I hate social media. I've been doing it for many, many years. I've seen it change. I was there way before many people. In the very early stages, the very beginnings of AOL, even before, it was all about the same time. And I've seen it progress to what it is today. There's a lot of good technology. There's a lot of things we can do, like do these shows. And that's the plus. So I'll continue to do what we do to get the word out because we've developed friends around the world. We've developed friends in some of the hardest gospel-reaching areas there is. We've, we have friends in a lot of other places. And it's because of the technology, because by the grace of God, and because of his call many, many years ago, when I was right at the beginning of this, I was sitting before one of the early computers. <laughs> They're not like they are today. And uh, I laugh because it's, it's so different. very beginning it's changed so much people live and die by this I don't it's a tool one day I'll put this tool off because I'm I'm sick of it I'll shut it off and never look at it again that would be hard because I'm a writer and I write thousands of words I'm very prolific at writing very prolific at being able to put things down on I say paper but it's not paper it's a uh, you know and, and the whole world on your computer is just manipulated it's it's not real until you like print a page then the page made out of paper that's real but like our websites I've created a world over there by the grace of God and we have lots of websites, lots of little worlds that's been created out of nothing. It's just script, images, pictures. It's not real. It's amoral. 
The only reason I have Christian stuff is because I'm a believer. It flows from within me. I create it, put it out there, and it's there. And so we're living today by the grace of God in a time when we can get this word out. And this word is going to go out whether you like it or not. This gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness, and then the end shall come. The end of the world isn't coming until this gospel's going out. No matter how nasty people are, no matter how bad it is, no matter how wicked it is, now I got news for you. The worst, the wickedest, the most terrible sinner can find grace in Christ if he's sincere and repents. But, however, there are some. They will not be able to find repentance because of what they've done. Judas never got repentance. So why do you judge your brother? Boy, you get on social media and dear God in heaven, you need a shovel and some deep boots to get through that. And there's some vile stuff on there. Just absolutely vile. Just... And, and the hackers, they're vile. You know, <laughs> we have our shows, and uh, one of the sites that utilize, we put our shows through, is Spreaker. iHeart's another one. We have a, quite a list of them. And Spreaker makes them into a little video. And they automatically go to YouTube. I don't do anything with YouTube because years ago they started acting like a bunch of fools. And they were throwing everything down. You know, just taking you off. And so a long time ago I got off of it. And the only reason we're on it now is because of Spreaker and what they put up there. We've got nine followers on YouTube now. I don't pay any attention to it because you can't trust them. But the other thing that we have is we have a group of people. There's about three or four of them. And they do this in a lot of the YouTube videos. They will put a website up there and it won't look like anything. Now see, I'm a techie. I know this stuff and what it is. So I checked one of the links out that they had put on our comment section. It was a raw porno site. I deleted it. And when I find them, I delete them. But most people would just leave them alone. You would never know that it's a porno site. But a lot of those sites are not just about naked people. A lot of those sites are there to get your information. Make no mistake about it. So you got to be smart today. So, you know, we're, we just don't have problems with judging the brother. We have trouble with a, a lot more. We are in one of the wickedest generations that's come around in a long time because we are in the end of days. Now see, Paul then goes into verse 11, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Following exactly the judging your brother. It doesn't follow idolatry. It doesn't follow fornication. It doesn't follow all the other sins. It follows judging your brother. That's where the context is. So what is the greater sin here? Fornication or judging your brother? Well, here he's talking about Christians judging Christians. And that goes on. <laughs> you know, I went from Bible school, graduating, and in Bible school I worked full-time, had a family, and still studied. And I graduated. But also I started a nonprofit organization by the name of Open Doors. Well, you know of Open Doors, but that's not mine. But years ago, before Open Doors, I had Open Doors. I set before you an open door that no man can close. That was the scripture. And we worked on the streets. And we had some meetings in churches. Boy, I'll tell you, that was a long time ago. But that didn't prepare me for when I, when I went to 
a newer church with a real good pastor, a lot of good people. But I didn't, uh, I had a lot of people that loved me, but I had a few that didn't like me because when I got up to preach, well, I preached like I would in Bible school. Tell it like it is. <laughs> that didn't go over very well. And of course, at the time, although I was mature and although I was a lot of things, I wasn't prepared in my first youth pastorate to be confronted with the deacons who didn't want me around. We don't want your kind here, said one of them. <laughs> yeah, they hated me. Simply because I brought up one point. You see, their idol was softball. Church softball. Because they had become number one. Being a youth pastor, I was in charge of the youth ministry and also the bus ministry. You couldn't get any help out there. So one Sunday morning, it was my turn to preach, so I preached. And some of the the one thing I remember that got me in trouble, and I've said this before, was, you know, when I see the Lord in heaven, I'll be able to tell him that we were number one in the softball league, but unfortunately in bus ministry, we came in last. Oh, dear God in heaven, I made more enemies than you could shake a stick at. I laugh today, but it wasn't funny then. Over the years, I found out, even as pastors, when we were pastors, you can't have true friends as a pastor. You're going to have a lot of enemies. You've got to be very careful. And then when we started online, we had those that would call us a pastor, only to find out that they would backstab us. Yeah, we saw a lot of that. Today, it don't bother me. I don't care. I've weathered the storm. But you see, the thing of it is, folks, we're all going to stand before this God. The next verse says it, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And I thank God for that verse. Because, folks, there are times we just don't like people. People are nasty. People are mean. You don't have to agree with them. But there are a lot of lost people out there. And, you know, I mean, being a, a, a male, heading a ministry, we have our own websites. We've been doing this for over two decades, well over two decades. I've written books. Never become rich. I don't get a wage for what I do because I do everything for the love of God. And the Lord has created the situation for me where I could do that. But you see, there are a lot of pitfalls. And you got to be careful about every one of them. And over the years, I've learned to recognize everything. Discernment. The guiding of the Spirit of God. And I've seen the young people, the young girls that totally misread what they see. Now, not all of them are like that. If you find a good Christian girl that are, she's solidly she knows who she is. Then you'll you can tell her. You you can tell what she believes. You can tell what she's like just by her bio, just like what she posts. You 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 know the fruits of who she is. In the same respect, you know the others. And to them, you know, they think that the best thing to do 
you know, fornication, sex, skin, pornography. There's a lot of this stuff that goes around on the internet. And if I've seen one of these young girls, I've seen a dozen of them that will send a friend request. The first thing they want to do is talk to you. I got news for you. I don't talk to anybody like that. You just send me and you're some young girl and you want me to talk to you? No, I don't think so. You want to talk to someone, talk to Tower. I don't do that. First thing I do, I check everybody's bio, men or women. And see, in my world, there's two sexes, male, female. You don't like it, that's tough. I don't care. And I could get into details, but I'm not going to. But you see, the point is, every one of us, no matter what we think, no matter who we call ourselves, no matter what sex we think we are, no matter if you're wandering around on Earth and you think you're from planet Xenon somewhere, I don't care. I don't care about the story. I look at the person. You need the Lord. You need to be saved. You need to follow him. He can deliver you. He can straighten you out. I know this. Tower knows this. Why? Because it happened to us. Black and white. I mean, not the color, but the amount of change between the colors of black and white. That's how much we were changed. And it was supernatural. And why do we judge ourselves uh, or others? And we also judge ourselves too, by the way. That was a slip of the tongue, but it is true. You know, sometimes we're, we're our own worst enemy. We can't forgive ourselves. We end up judging ourselves. And the devil likes that. See, if Christ saved you and you believe in him, who are you to judge yourself? Christ will do that for you. You walk in the light as he is in the light. Then you have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look at 1 John 1. You'll find that verse. Let us not, therefore, judge one another anymore. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's been going on. Okay, this is Paul. Paul's writing. It's been going on, and I don't, you know, let us not do this anymore, guys and gals. <laughs> you know, it's a good preacher here. He doesn't want to get kicked out of the church. You know, we really shouldn't be doing this anymore. In Bible school, we'd say, you do not need to do this anymore. The scripture says it. Now stop it. <clears throat> of course, it depends upon the Bible school you go to. Mine was conservative. In every respect of the word. The best time I spent, some of the best friends. I don't talk to them today. We don't have much in common today. But we did then. So I remember them as I remembered them in Bible school, in school. And that's fine with me. Because people change. You know, situations change. Let us therefore judge one another anymore. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore. But... Judge this rather, in other words, look at this and think for yourself, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. And, and that's, you know, we're really good weed pullers. Now, I'm a weed puller. This year alone, I have a, what is that, a 55-gallon garbage can in my garden a plastic on with wheels I loaded that up about four times this year full of weeds and uh, 
other things, mainly weeds, grasses that are not grass. Four of them. And I and I'm still loading them up. Nevertheless, we're weed pullers. You know, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do this. There, you need to stop it. And you know, you know, we get into that. Well, you know, there's a Christian and a new believer. He, he or she, is going to need your grace, not just God's grace, but your grace. God is not finished with them. He hasn't even had a chance to begin with them, and you're over there pulling his weeds for him. They don't need that. They need your love and understanding. You know, and I've tried. And you say, what have I tried? I have tried. God help us. You know, we we get to that point where we... Oh, we're perfect. We're doing really good. You see that new brother, sister, and, you know, you just got to tell them. You know, it's one thing to be informed. Another thing to help them along the way. But you're really not there to pull all the weeds in their life. But, you see, I've tried to be perfect. And, you know, it is possible to be perfect. The Bible says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. But I think we reach a point to where we begin to think that it's not possible, so we give up. But the whole issue here in chapter 14 with what Paul is saying is that we don't want to judge the brother we're not a weed puller we don't want to put stumbling blocks before them because if you begin to beat them over the head all the time they're going to get depressed it is by God's grace his favor through faith God redeemed us on his own. And his son, Yahshua, Jesus, died on that cross for our sins. You didn't die on the cross. He died on the cross. Now, although it doesn't cost you anything to believe in him it'll cost you everything you have to follow him this is not a free ride it's a gift for you to get and you open it up and there's discipleship carrying the cross and responsibilities and so if you're one of today's youth you know that your whole day is just talking on your phones with your buddies meeting them downtown or whatever and just razzing the day away with no work involved and of course the Biden administration now has made it easy for many people not to work Now, Paul goes on to say, it says, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of, its, of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Now, here he's getting back to the food that we eat, and, and this is where we actually started. So you can tell that within this, in this letter to the Romans, he is speaking to the Messianic Jews that had heard Yahshua, the gospel of Yahshua, Jesus, given by Peter 
on the day of Pentecost because there were devout Jews from all over the world at that time. And because Pentecost is one of the pilgrim feasts, it's required of the males to be there. And so the ones from Italy and Rome thereabout, they went back and started sharing the message and others got saved and believed. And then of course they still kept their kosher eating habits and a lot of the other law why would they? Well, because that's all they knew. Now, Paul comes along and tells them that it's not the foods that make you unclean. And, but on the same hand, and that's why he says it like this, he that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it's unclean. But if you don't think it's unclean, it's not unclean. It's the same thing he was talking about earlier about the day that you keep unto the Lord. And of course, this is going to relate directly to the Sabbath day. These are the contexts that all this is in. Paul's trying to get them lined out here. And so he goes on to say, But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably, destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. Now see, this, this is unbelievable, but people really get that way. See, you have clean and unclean. And you get to the point, and when we're talking about food, and the kosher, and the way you should eat. The Jews eat this way all the time. The Messianic Jews probably do too, but the bottom line of it is, is you have these things. where people get so upset for instance you're eating pork oh it's just absolutely a tragedy they lose their salvation over it now see I don't eat pork don't eat bacon but you see at, at one time in my life a long portion of my life even going through Bible school I was a chef I have been an executive chef. I have been a working chef. I have been a food and beverage manager. I have been a general manager. I have been my own, I had my own restaurant. My own catering business was another one. I know the food business. I know food. I have made some of the finest pork ribs on the face of this earth. I can remember them to this day. And I, I don't eat pork anymore. I've had a good share of lamb ribs and beef ribs. But I don't eat pork. And one of the reasons I don't eat pork is not because of the kosher. I eat it because it's unclean in a lot of respect. It's different than it is overseas, the pork that's raised. Because I've, I've seen clean pork and clean pigs, it's hard to believe. I've even seen noted uh, chefs eat raw pork, which I would never do because of trichinosis. I also don't eat shellfish, and there's another reason for that. I had a missionary friend of mine that came back, and he had eaten some shellfish, and he got hepatitis from it. 
And today, in today's world and in our seafood, you've got to be very careful what you're eating. That's why I don't eat seafood. And I've had it all, lobster thermidor and everything. I used to work in a chef, a nightclub, supper club. And if I wanted a lobster, I'd have a lobster. Shrimp, the shrimp were the size of your hand, your fist almost. About I had the biggest kind. Then I would flatten them out, bread them out. They were the best thing. I know food. But the Jews do too, and they have certain things here. But see, Paul's talking about you get so grieved that you lose your redemption over it, or you jump on them so bad that they, well, that's it, I'm not going to do this anymore. So they walk away. And what is Paul saying? You're not walking in love if you continue to eat that stuff and it grieves your brother. Give it up. So your brother doesn't get so, and more than likely, that brother isn't going to be around forever. I mean, he'll move somewhere, then go back to eating. But see, you do everything as unto the Lord, and the number one thing is love, because love fulfills the law. It's not the eating or the not eating, it's the love. And the whole essence of what Paul is saying is, no man lives unto himself and no man dies unto himself. There's people around you. People are watching. And if you're walking in the love of the Lord, you're going to be doing things to help them, to make sure it doesn't influence them. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. But see, in today's society, nobody cares because it's a me society. You know, you're all woke. If you're white, you need to be woke. Well, you see, I'm not white. Now, see, my paper is white. I'm flesh-colored. I'm a born-again believer in Yahshua. My family goes back to the beginning of this country. My grandfather was a homesteader here. Tower does, too, have a very historical background in this state. But see, I, I am a watchman, and she's a watchman. Watchman. For the Lord. And we warn America, but we warn the world. I am not looking for a kingdom in America. I'm looking for the kingdom that Christ establishes. Right now, America is filthy. And you have people up there in our government that are unclean in what they do and the laws that they make. And some of the decisions they're making bring judgment. The abortion issue, even your COVID vaccines, <clears throat> all connected to abortion and the fetuses. And Biden signed a thing to do scientific study on it. Now that, the killing of babies and the using of their bodies, <clears throat> excuse me, comes under blood guilt. So I'm in the world and I'm not of the world. I'm an American, I want this country to stand, but it grieves me to see what it's like. But see, I was told, literally told, it's hard for you to understand this, but that's the way it was. That America as I know it will cease to exist, and that was told to me many years ago over four decades ago. But see, the whole issue here is we're not, to, we're not just living to ourselves. But yet in the same token, we live in a society that's exactly what they do. 
And for those who put themselves out to help other people, you risk being hurt, injured, killed, and murdered because you have a lot of predators out there. There is a whole section of society that looks to take advantage of preachers and Christians and to get what they can out of them because they despise them. So Paul in 16 says, Let not then your good be evil spoken of, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow things that which make for peace and the things wherewith one may edify another. Now scripture does tell us inasmuch as possible live peaceably with all men. And that's what I try to do. You see somebody in a lifestyle that, that is an abomination before God. These people already know what many Christians think of them. And that's why a lot of the churches even stop preaching against it. Nevertheless, you have to pray for them. In this country, the abominations of God are legalized. Get over it. You know, Scripture says of Lot that his soul was vexed, troubled, burdened by the things that he saw daily. And you do. If... If you're saved and you really know Christ, you were born again of his spirit, his spirit is in you, your soul is going to be burdened by what you see. Paul goes on to say, For meat destroys not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. He's back to the food again. Because this was a big issue. And, and it, it is an issue in America. Now we've pretty much got around it. Because we are in that kind of a society. But you see, you take this new faith and the Jews that got saved, they're going to eat the way they did when they were walking in the law. Period. They're going to believe in Yahshua, Yahshua, and they're going to walk in the other. That's what they're going to do. And what he's trying to tell them, tell everybody, that whether you eat the meat or don't eat the meat, it's not going to destroy the work of God. Just like the nations of men are not going to destroy the work of God. Biden is not going to destroy the work of God in America. God raises up nations and puts them down. He uses rulers. Now we're right now talking about Sennacherib and Assyria attacking Judah. That's a perfect example. Sennacherib was going to destroy Judah and he purposed to do evil. Yet Sennacherib ended up losing his army and he ended up getting killed by his own sons in his own land. Because God used him for a purpose. Joe Biden the one thing he's done above all else, he's made Americans appreciate 
their freedom and what they can do with their faith because they're they're even anti-faith to some extent they hated Trump because he loved America and wanted to do everything good and Trump did succeed in a lot of great things nobody else was able to do yet they became so afraid of him and to his followers that they despised him. They cheated on the election. We know that. Of course, those that don't like Trump ain't ever going to admit it. Your liberal media will never admit it. And so you look at America and, oh, my God, you know, Biden is in there. We're, gonna, we're going to hell. We're just n no way out of this. Yeah, there's a way out of it. We may not know what it is. And if God wills that America gets destroyed and becomes Marxist, you're not going to stop it. If that happens, I'm going to go find me a hole somewhere. A place I can work from quietly. Tower and I have been preparing for this stuff for many, many years, folks. You have no, no idea. You have no clue. And if you did know, you'd be listening. If you did know, you'd be on our websites reading the articles. But you don't. Many people don't. We have a lot of choices. And they'll choose others. And they'll never know some of the things that we know. till it's too late. That's the way it is. It's not just meat that won't destroy the work of God. There's a lot of things that are not going to destroy the word of God, namely just about everything. Nothing is going to destroy the work of God. Now you see what the devil tried to do. He killed Yahshua and put him on the cross, and then Yahshua raised from the dead. And that was part of the plan of God. So the devil blew another one. See, he tried to tempt him. Tried to destroy him and get him to worship the devil, but see, this wasn't, he didn't, <laughs> he, he didn't know who he was dealing with. And so the next thing they tried is to kill him. That didn't work either. Now, he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and in Revelation he calls himself the Almighty. What do you think the devil's going to do now to stop him? Nothing. He knows his time is short, and he's angry, and he's going to deceive. He's going to lead people into the pit of hell because he wants people to go there too, since he has no choice. So we're not going to destroy the work of God. We have to live by faith, believe God, trust in him, and whatever comes, that's the way it is. And we're going to live for God no matter what. So meat won't destroy the work of God, neither will anything else. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for a man who eats with offense. In other words, you eat knowing your brother, whatever you're doing. Now see, you may not eat with that person all the time. Don't have something at the dinner table that offends him when you have him over. Eat something else. I had a little catering business, and along the way, I also had what was known as Dial-A-Chef. And they would pay me to come in and cook their meals for them. I'd buy all the stuff, come in, prepare everything. And I had people that worked with me, and we'd go into the home and serve and clean up dishes, do the whole nine yards. All they had to do is have their party. And I remember on a Saturday, they called me in, and it was a Jewish family. So I prepared for them what they wanted. And it wasn't like other people's. But they were good people. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. 
Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now see, this is the most important scripture in the whole of chapter 14. He that doubts is damned if he eats. Because he eats not of faith. For if you're dealing with God without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. And he that doubteth is damned if he eats. And it's not just about eating here. Whatsoever is not of faith is of sin. If you're doubting, see, doubting will destroy your faith. You go through the prayer line in your church during a revival. And God touches you and you believe you're healed. You get home and pretty soon you have thoughts that, well, you're not really healed. And the longer you go, that voice gets louder and louder. And before you know it, you say, well, I guess I'm not healed. So guess what? You're not healed. And that's one of the important parts of being healed. you got to believe it. And I, and I have experience in this. And I had to stand up, repeat scripture, and rebuke that healing. I mean, rebuke that pain all the way through. I've been there and done that. And to this day, the thing that attacked me is gone. Because that's what it took to get rid of it. He that doubteth is damned. Very important. Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless those that hear it whenever they do. Encourage them, bless them, and keep them safe, them and their families. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget to go by our websites, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows, on the shows, wherever you're listening to us. Give us a good comment, you know, uh, give us a thumbs up, you know, whatever it takes. This helps the show in the rating. Tell your friends about it. And listen to the other shows. Uh, the book, the book is at the the Rising Part Two of the Steel series. It is finally out of publishers. We were dealing with another publisher, and I had some issues with what was going on, and so I did I did have another one I was looking at. And so the book is with them, and it is being reviewed. It's going to take three weeks for all the stuff they go through, and then I will make whatever changes we need to make. <laughs> because they go through the legal aspects of the book and everything else. So at any rate, we're working you be busy for the Lord too, no matter what it is. Just look to him, have faith, and thank him. We're living in tough times, folks. Focus your eyes on the Lord, not on the news. I pray this finds you well, not worried, and that you are blessed, you and your family, truly. Shalom. Have a great weekend.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.